What's going on? Third week in a row. You hear me? You hear me this time? The A-League is back again. Y'all thought y'all going to get rid of us, and we back better than ever. Last week, it was more of a serious episode. You know, this week, we're going to get into some football, some Brett Favre, and some more Georgia Dome information. Uh, How's everybody doing, man, this morning? Y'all good? good. Y'all ready? What? Come on, man. Ready to go. Okay, let's get it. Let's get it popping. Let's do this. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Keem hype. Um... (laughs) So first off, man, let's talk about the Georgia Dome demolition happening next year. They released that statement uh, just a week ago, or maybe actually less than a week, I'm sorry, um, that they do plan on having the doors open for the Mercedes-Benz, which is, I'm st- I still can't get used to saying that, because that's, that's, that's the Saints. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome for a college football championship January 2018. Um I know everybody heard about this, and pretty much all of our memories, I get good memories and bad of Georgia Dome are officially, it's, it's, it's starting to get real now. It's starting to get pretty real. So uh, what did everybody think when uh, um, they announced that it's, it's planned for next year of, uh, of, of June uh, to have everything finished, um, everything destructed, and, and we're getting ready f- to really start this new chapter with with the uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Well, I think that it's so it's so weird because the Georgia Dome has only really been around for if I remember correctly ever since 1992. So it's still a relatively if I remember correctly it's still a relatively young building and I believe yep. it was constructed for the Olympics when Atlanta was hosting the Olympics in 1996. It was really built in many ways for that reason. But just to think that the Georgia Dome once again goes into that, you know, goes into that list of buildings, sort of like Turner Field, even though Georgia, even though Turner Field is being preserved in some ways. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the Georgia Dome is now going to be put in that bin of buildings that are, you know, I guess here today, gone tomorrow, it's it's so weird because so ma- so many memories. I mean, college football, the yes. Falcons. Yes. I mean, so much, and the fact that it's just being replaced so soon it's just a matter of just you know keeping up with the joneses really that's real all it is it's that's just what keeping it feels up with like. the joneses that's what it feels like because it doesn't really seem necessary for this to happen right now uh i feel like i know everything else in atlanta is changing and that's okay and we're building a lot there's a lot of apartments going up everywhere everybody knows atlanta's like the hot city so i get it it's it's the timing of it all but honestly it's it doesn't. I don't see the purpose of it. I Kasim haven't seen it since damn. Oh, Kasim. Yo, Kasim, what's what, up, what man? Shout out. You, you only care about money, man. You only care about money, Kasim Reed. <laughs> he's talking. He's talking directly <laughs> to Kasim. Kasim like woke out of his sleep with a <laughs> out of a cold sweat. No, but I don't. I don't understand. My okay. If we go talk about memories, then easily, but by, by far, I, when I think about Georgia Dome, it's it's got to be just. I think Vic. I maybe because my age, but. I just feel like Vic made us made it that much more hot to be like, all right, we I'm actually excited to go to the dome than rather than before. Um that was that was what, what I can remember the most. Um, even though we weren't winning as much. <laughs> and, but people left the stadium uh like very much satisfied. I mean, he was like the biggest show on earth. So when I think about Georgia Dome, um people might get mad, but I just think about Michael Vick 
but that's just probably attributed to my age or whatever. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, that's really you know when you talk about you know Michael Vick and everything, it really remember all those commercials around two thousand four, two thousand five. It's like yeah. the Michael Vick experience. experience. Yes, I remember yes. it was like that it was yesterday. <laughs> and it's like whenever you go into the Georgia Dome, it's like oh, welcome to the Michael Vick experience. And for a while. It was an experience. Yes. It may not have got Atlanta a Super Bowl, but it was an experience because you were in for a show you when you got to show. the when you went down there. And and that's the other thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just want to while we're talking about the happy times in the Georgia Dome, I want to talk about the most depression. What about okay. 2012? Oh, the year of 2012, man. Mm. And when, when the Falcons and UGA season like oh, ended yeah. at, oh, the, yeah. at the same exact spot. On the it same did. field. That's crazy. Yeah, but that that was really sad. That was my senior year. Uh, San Francisco? Yep, San Francisco. They got uh, it. Yeah. That was a good game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you ask it. Uh, yeah, I had a, uh, I've had a lot of great times at uh, Georgia Dome. And I've seen a lot of stuff that's kind of made me cry. Um, okay. The, um, you know, like Rashad was saying, the 2012 end of the season, because I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, I – I love my Falcons, and to have them basically in on the same spot that was that was that was uh, a tough few weeks for me. But uh, I, I mean, I graduated high school there. Well, not there, but uh, played my last high school football game there. Uh, graduated college there, and like uh, Eric was saying earlier, I really, I really felt like it was unnecessary, and the timing of it was, you know, yeah, it was it wasn't needed right now. But I kind of understand because it's, I mean, it would kind of be crazy to see two stadiums right next to each other. So you know, <laughs> they had to do something, and I kind of figured I kind of figured it would happen uh, soon. And I I, I kind of already had you know figured that that was the plan anyway. I was just really surprised when they announced that it was like yeah, actually happening. happening. Y'all feel like we earned it? I just feel like it's not deserved. I'm sorry. I mean, as much as we do, we yeah, deprived as Atlanta fans. I just I don't. That's a business decision. Yeah, it's true. No, no, go ahead. Nobody go ahead. in Atlanta deserves a championship until they can win. <laughs> go past the first round. If you can go past the first round for more than five years in a row, then you can get a new stadium. That's you heard. Y'all heard him. That's okay. I can, I'm with you on that. That makes he said sense. It. He's with it. He's with it. I mean, and even even going forward, um, they said they're just going to use it for the meantime as a parking lot, which I, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, like right, even when it's uh, if it's going to be up for a while. So I can understand that. I have, I have no problems with that. But uh, anybody else has anything else to say about the, about the dome, man? The last thoughts about the Georgia Dome? It will it will be forever. Missed. Like everyone said, it really was a business decision. I mean, it yeah. was it was Kasim Reed. It was the NFL because remember, it was the NFL that pretty much said to Atlanta, if you want to get the Super Bowl again, if you want to have the opportunity True. to host the Super Bowl again, you need a new stadium. And look at every single, virtually every place that's built a new stadium, they're getting Super Bowl. Minnesota did it. Atlanta did it. Look what happened. Look what, and Arizona, don't Arizona forget, too. Arizona also did it. Yeah, a couple of years ago they built mm-hmm. their new one. So yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, in order for that to happen, and even going future, you, I mean, we all want the World Cup here, uh, and sometime, you know what I mean. So, and for it to be in Atlanta, twenty six, yeah, ex- exactly. It's gonna be in U- U.S. Period. So it's, I- I'm sure we want Atlanta to be a destination on that. Um, now uh, let's jump into something else real quick with Brett Favre announcing. Well, they announced that Brett Favre will be inducted into the Hall of Fame next weekend. Um, What's everybody's thoughts on Brett Favre's career, trying to look at it as uh, from start to finish, even in his days in Atlanta? Uh, he was one of my favorite players. Uh, I enjoyed him. He played like a kid out there, especially when he scored a touchdown. He would run hard and go out to his teammates and jump on them. 
And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought his career had been over with when he had threw that pick against the Giants. I think it was back in 2008. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, he came back, went to the Jets, and that was the when he was on the Jets, that's probably the, most, the funnest I ever seen him look, mm-hmm. even though they went 8-8. Eight and eight. But um, that was fun. Because I, I, I was hoping he would have went straight to the Vikings because I would have loved to see the whole Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers against you know True. those games. But – you know, thankfully, after a year in New York, he forces. You know, he retired again, and he came back out and found his way to Minnesota. And that was a fun year, two thousand nine. And and I really thought they would have went to the Super Bowl that year, but you know, you know, Bounty Gate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them Saints. Saints. I know y'all listening. Saints knocked the head and knocked his head <laughs> off and, <laughs> and stole them a Super Bowl. Yeah, oh man. Oh man. I they, think uh, Brett Favre is the the most overrated superstar quarterback of all time. Uh, oh, hot take time. It's he, too early for this, man. He he was a first class diva, <laughs> and he was celebrated for it. Um, he had fun. Okay, yay. But now people are criticizing Cam Newton for doing the same things. So Brett Favre couldn't dance. Got but, yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I really feel like they they people kind of gave Brett Favre a pass for a lot of the things Cam Newton are doing now that's and true. saying that he's immature and he's yeah. this and he's yeah. that. And in, in, in reality, he was a great player, but he wasn't the great player. He's like he, – I wouldn't put him in the conversation with John Elway, oh, no. Joe Montana, yeah, no, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. He's not on that level. He's more of a – a Dan Marino. He he was great, but not that no. Because no. like like you're saying, like he's a better passer. When I think he's one of the greatest uh, passers, more than too. yeah yeah. He has that true. I can't right. I can't defend it as a Packer fan. I can't. He's one of the greatest passers, not one of the greatest quarterbacks. So I, I'm with you. I get exactly what you're saying. Like it's not he's not to that level there because he made a lot of dangerous decisions. Right. Which is what I loved about him as a Packer fan because it's exciting to watch him because you know anything is possible. And every wide receiver who played with him, they all said the same thing. That if you want to play with any quarterback and get a chance to catch a couple of balls, you want to play with Brett Favre because he's gonna to try to fit it in every single type of spot, even though it's not there, even though it looks crazy. He's gonna to try to fit it in regardless. Um, but yeah, yeah, Brett Favre. When, when it comes, to, I agree with all what you, know, you guys said. It was like the fun. Um, we all say here in Atlanta, it's like, why come we couldn't keep him? It was well, honestly, it was mainly his fault why we couldn't keep him because <laughs> I mean, the, all the stuff came out later about. Uh, the addiction he had with pain colors, um, and that that really messed up his his time here in Atlanta. That's why he got shipped out quickly. Uh, but yeah, I I do wish we could have kept him here. But regardless, as a Packer fan, I I enjoyed him. It was now I you know Aaron Rodgers is is our guy. But so it kind of he's already admitted that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than he has ever been, which was very surprising. He did, but I don't think it takes away. We got to remember what Brett Favre did. Um, which he brought excitement to to the game, just like we were talking about Vic earlier. Uh, Brett did the same thing. Uh, first off, Eric, what's wrong? What's wrong? You, you bought a fan of everybody, ain't you? The, oh, the Clippers, the Clippers, LSU. I'm, I follow Bay. the I mean, players, dog, man. You Look, don't have a, a regional, hold no on, let me region get, whatsoever. Let me get. You got the East, Midwest, the East Coast. Let me let me make something clear. All right, first of all, all right. The Packers, I was forced to be a Packers fan because Atlanta was too busy being lame and being whack at every single. Every single sport here, mm. UGA included. So you went to Wisconsin. I did the, what I, I did. Most, what I had to do. I, I did what I had to do. Um, <laughs> you, you just said Vic was your dog, bro. So, that was so what's Vic, the story? That was late. Look, 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 hold on, <laughs> man. The time trading Brett Favre, there will never have been a Vic in Atlanta. That's true. All right, that's true. But I, that doesn't that don't mean me no otherwise. Look, <laughs> I was a Packers fan because 
But meanwhile, Atlanta, I know the Dirty Bird. I did all that kind of, I was into all that. That's cool and all. But we were losing. So I said, hey, who is this Brett Favre kid? So you decided to get some cheese? I'm not going to answer this he question. He said, no. hey, hey. I'm about to walk out. The, the Falcons, the Falcons <laughs> went to the this Super Bowl in 98. Vic came around uh, 01, really, when he started playing and started starting. And he brought me He brought so me back. You, you got a three-year gap. So you saying in the three years when you was about, what, seven, eight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you became a Packers fan mm-hmm. in th- three years? I don't see what the problem is. Impatience. I mean, impatience. All of you, Georgia should think about the Packers as if they, you know, mistake the G for a Georgia G. Oh, (laughs) just different colors. As you guys are listening to this, this will be the last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I will not stand for this any longer. Go ahead. Hey, and uh, second point to Jeremy. Uh, You know why Brett Favre can do all those things and, you know, run around the field and people talk about it nicely and why people will criticize Cam Newton because Brett Favre has that piece of jewelry on his hand, you know. Ah, don't do that. He has that piece uh, of jewelry on his I hand. I wouldn't say that. He got that <laughs> ring. <laughs> but and Cam so was does close. Aaron Rodgers. Cam was close. Yeah, Aaron. And he's going to get one. Cam's going to get one. Cam's going to get one. Cam Newton single-handedly took his team to the Super Bowl this year. So. You don't think Brett Favre did? Well, Brett Favre, we had a great defense that year. We went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Brett Favre true. had a lot of supporting players. He did. Reggie White, you know them boys. Yeah. Reggie, that was Reggie White's team. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> no, I would not deny it. It really was. Like, he, he was the, the clear leader on that. But, okay, but all in all, you guys think Brett Favre ranked top 15, top 10 quarterback of all time. Where would yeah. you guys put yeah, him top 10, 10, 15. Yeah. 10 to 15? Definitely not in the top five because that's uh, that's Elway, Brady, Montana territory, but probably right. top 15. Right. But then again, I'm a uh, 90s baby, so. What does that mean? Since you, I, since I you just, just, I just since thought, you, like, you I added up know. years and all that, uh, what's up? What's I, that mean? I only know so much. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen so much live, so as a 90s baby, I think Brett Favre is top 10. Wow. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Just yeah. the phrase 90s baby makes me feel old already. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Nah. I mean, I, even the way he ended, and we talked about that, I think tarnished a lot. Because even when he came back for the um, – the, they gave him that halftime presentation at the, when they inducted him into the Packers Hall of Fame and they gave him the number and everything. It didn't really feel as, uh, as special as I thought it would when I watched it. Because that was at the halftime – for the Bears game, we were playing the Bears just last season, and I was still kind of focused on the game. I wasn't even really thinking about it. And I think a lot of fans really there felt that he he should have never left. And you know the way he left also with with saying that he didn't want to mentor Aaron Rodgers. I remember y'all remember that statement, and he said, "I'm not here to be a mentor." I mean, he did a lot of things that came across as selfish. He and was like a you were yeah. <laughs> and it, no, it's true, yeah. And it was this. I get it though. For his part, you're not paid to. To the next guy coming up, I think any of us in that position would not want to help the next guy take my spot. That's like we like Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. With like, I, I'm sure <laughs> Drew Bledsoe didn't want to give Brady the spot, but he got hurt, yeah. so he had no, you know what I mean. So he had like no choice. But if he had a choice, he would have never helped Brady take his spot. Which is, you know, you have pride in your job. You did it for like 20 years, so I get it. I'm amazed that the return room is gonna finally end. <laughs> Say it again. Like, yeah, I know every year, like a quarterback gets hurt. Yeah. Like call Brett Favre. Like when Bradford got hurt, St. Louis. Oh, yeah, they were calling. <laughs> Favre watch. That was he's crazy. Such a, he's such a diva. He may be trying to be the first player in the Hall of Fame to try to play in the play. NFL. <laughs> well, he looks, <laughs> he looks in good shape, though. I don't know if y'all seen him. Like his arms, are, he looks like really good, though. Yeah, he's trying like, to uh, Vinny Testaverde legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, Ray Allen is like <laughs> the, Shout the, to Vinny. The, the Brett Favre of the NBA. Ray Allen is. 
Oh, you know what? I, I can, he, he's I like exactly it. the same way. It's like every time something happens with the shooting guard on the team. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors are calling Ray Allen up for another workout. And Yo, Ray, you good? You, you free? Like, yeah, and it's – because he can run where he can run like a thousand miles a day. I don't know why he's in like the best shape. But yeah, yeah. so I get it why they won. But whatever. I mean, let Either somebody retire. Far, you say it again? Either Farb or Tim Tebow. Or Tebow, yes. Uh, that is very true. They still call him Tebow. St- uh, for, for he was supposed to speak at the Republican convention. He didn't, did he? I thought they said he, he would. didn't speak. He again. didn't speak. All right, he, well, uh, once again, he choked. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's a shot at him. Um, but no, all in all, Farv, man, uh, we're going to. He brought a lot of excitement. We all can agree on that. Uh, just the exit wasn't as pretty from what we can remember. And I think that year he had at Minnesota was pretty amazing to watch. Even though I'm on the other yeah, end, yeah. that was crazy. Um, him and, and, and Peterson, even though he didn't want to get Peterson the ball. Sidney Rice. Yes, Sidney Rice. Yeah, no, no, they had a, they had a deep. Sante Shanko. What happened to Sidney Rice after that season? Uh, Man, <laughs> where did he go? Uh, didn't he, like, get busted for weed? Uh, he went to Seattle. I know he, he got knocked out. He did get knocked out, yeah. <laughs> literally, not not just out of the league, but <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. yeah, yeah. They no, did. I know <laughs> they did. <laughs> no, no, that's not for sure. All right, so that leads us into starting our prediction portion of the podcast, talking about the AFC North, fellas. Um, Footballs is it's getting it's inching closer, man. I'm getting anxious. Uh, all of this baseball is making me want. Football even more because it's America's real pastime. That's a shout out to all you baseball fans. And now, hey, hey, everybody that's not in the studio right now, Eric is wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt as he's saying. Not even that's not necessary (laughs) to say. They don't know what I have on. All right, they're not supposed to know that. (laughs) AFC North. Anyway, we're talking about the AFC North. Let's talk about some predictions, man. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't even think I should include the Browns on that. On that uh, on that list because they don't they didn't, they're not really an NFL team they're more like a high school team. Mm, um, I give them division 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 two division two. You think they could be? <laughs> what would their record be against? Damn, we're disrespecting them. What would their record be against division two? Division yeah division one. We're gonna, they'll beat it. They'll beat any division one team. They couldn't be Alabama. They could. They could. Yeah, could they be Alabama? That yeah, was the discussion last year. Uh, I don't know. Any, any I don't, have you watched any, them? Yeah, I don't. I watched them. A pro team can beat a college team. I, I know. Look, I get the con- obviously you think because the strength wise, the speed, they're, they're you get it. Men, but man. they are bad to watch. Like they are. They're grown men. Yeah, they, they are a, grown men. They got a. They got a new regime now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. No, no, no. With you, with you yeah. coming in, yeah, it's going to be a new. It's yeah, gonna they're doing the money ball thing now too. So, so none of y'all believe in RG Knee. Archie Knee. Well, that is not. It's not. He got necessary. the show. <laughs> Did he cut his braids yet? Because I keep telling him if he cuts his braids. That's nah, it. He He's taking it off. off. He's gonna take off. He cut them braids. Now, but all right. Look, uh, let's start team by team. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and and we can just talk about what we expect from um, each team this year. Uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, Martavius Bryant is out for the entire year. He's going to become like a high school coach. I think I read the other day. Um, they have Antonio Brown. That's really all we can say because uh, everybody else there is is. I mean, they've you got Le'Veon is out for four games. Um, the offense was never really to me when I watched him last year wasn't the problem. Uh, yeah, that defense. defense was just horrid, man. Yeah, they got um, him as Super Bowl favorites. <laughs> they got him as a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I because to me they really were supposed to beat. The uh, the Broncos that last game, I just thought they were going to win it. The whole way I was watching it, I was like, they kind of outplayed them from start to finish. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this has – so I was like, all right, this is probably their year. They're going to make a little run here. look like they're going to make a run, but uh fell short. Um, this year, Tomlin, it, I mean, is he 
Is he on the hot seat this year? Does anybody think he's any pressure? No, no. no. Mm-hmm. Why not? Pittsburgh's young, so he uh, they're rebuilding because uh, a lot of Calgary guys are gone. You know, no Troy Pomalu, no. I you forgot. know, you got uh, no Ryan Clark this time, no Aaron Smith. It's just like it's like they're really young. You know, like yeah. Cameron Hayward's a, a veteran, and uh, you got Lawrence Timmons. You know, he got his contract situation, so yep. hopefully he gets that straight now. And, and hurry, hopefully Hurricane Jarvis do something out there. And, oh man, I had big hopes for him, man, for Jarvis. He he has so much. That last year at uh, at UGA, I thought he was gonna be. Something special. He hasn't really translated yet, but maybe this is the year. Like you said, it's, if they can get him going, that'd be pretty huge. But yeah, like I, I think the secondary is probably there. It's still a work in progress. That takes some time to to rebuild or whatnot. And on top of everything else going on with Pittsburgh, I don't think, like you said, I don't think Mike Tomlin's really on the hot seat again because of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's history. Pittsburgh has a history of being able to be very stable in terms of coaches. I mean, yeah. so yeah. if he, if I mean if if he if Mike Tomlin keeps on winning. He can probably be end up being a coach for life almost in Pittsburgh, <laughs> just because yeah. Yeah. just because they don't they don't change coaches there. No, they, they don't. just they don't. don't. Yeah, they really, Chuck Noll, really Bill Cowher, they don't building. change them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you appreciate that because like compared to the Cincinnati situation, they're like like you said, they're patient. Like so, they're yeah, not going to rush. Are too patient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to talk about them, <laughs> but they, they, yeah, but it's like the patience is because people can kind of take winning consistently for granted. So it's do you want to just completely get rid of your coach and then have that chance of just completely uh, starting having to start over or taking a step back? But um, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the Steelers they're they're probably the most unpredictable team in the AFC North right now because they there's so much going on with you know contract situations and you know guys been suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I feel like even if they if Coach Tomlin was on the hot seat, they would kind of give him a little break this year because yeah. you know. You don't really know what's gonna happen with Antonio Brown's uh, contract coming up, and he's only oh, making yeah. like six million this year. He's probably the best receiver in the league. He's making. Wait, who are you? Are you gonna say Julio? Yeah, I would. I would put Julio up there too. I'm but amazed, uh, I don't know. About he's that. he's touted as, as the best as, yeah. as the best receiver yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then on, they don't really have any star works to you know look to on defenses. That, you know, over the years they've had Troy Polamalu, James, yep. James Harrison. Uh, Ryan Clark on their back end. They don't have those guys right now, so I kind of feel like they want to kind of rebuild that defense before they actually make their uh, uh, run at contending for, for real. Like the last few years, I mean, they get, they got in the playoffs last year, but yeah. really that that was just based on Big Ben out there slinging the ball around and getting there. Yeah, they looked up in that Bengals game. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot that of... They did big time. Yeah, some of them on the hot seat. We lost to the Bengals. Yeah, you yeah. can't lose to the Bengals. They, they, <laughs> they. I mean, even so, like, like you're saying, it's the rebuilding factor is similar to what the Ravens are going through. Both these teams kept their defenses for, I think, probably a little bit too long yeah. because they, like you said, they got old, so they were reluctant to like, all right, let's see how long we can ride this out. And then at some point now, it's like, all right, you got to completely press the reset. But what sucks because now you're wasting Big Ben's some of his good years he has left. Uh, with the terrible offensive line. I don't understand how this guy has never had an offensive line. As much as I watch them and I see him having to make plays, I think at this age it's like, all right, it's getting too it's getting too much at this point because you look at Brady and some of the other Aaron Rodgers, they get a lot more time in the pocket than I think Big Ben does. And that's something – I know they drafted a couple spots – I mean a couple uh, picks this year to, to shore up their offensive line or whatnot. But regardless, I think that's the biggest key to their – to me when I look at their team, other than the defense, I think they got to shore up their offensive line to see – See exactly what they can do here. Um, 
I have no takes on Pittsburgh. What? Why are you hating on Pitt? I'm not hating on him. Oh, okay. I mean, when your players can't stay off the weed. Oh, the God. Weed. Stephen A. Shout out to Stephen A. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they, they don't have a team yet. Like, you know, they, nah, they, they have too many parts that's, like, all over the place, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, like like Jeremy said, it's an incomplete product. It's a wild card. Do you think it's – were you when you heard the news about Le'Veon, were you, like, were you pretty – were you pretty surprised that because of the long layoff he had? Because that's another thing I was going to I was going to bring up. People say stay off of it. I have a whole different idea with the, the with the, the weed use, but we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> like you think it was you think it was like very uh, irresponsible of him at this moment in time to to get into that trouble, knowing the other I think the other losses they already have because they're already starting the season off with a couple. Of key, I, I yeah. think regardless is uh is stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, regardless, it's irresponsible. Like, regardless of the situation and the circumstances, just as a professional athlete or a college athlete, you know. And then for Le'Veon Bell to, to be the guy to get busted again after he just got busted, you know, first week of last year. Oh, yeah. Garrett Blunt. So, yep. Yep, that yep, was yep. very – that wasn't that wasn't very smart of him. But, but he didn't yeah. fail. He didn't fail. Yeah, man. Now you got an old D'Angelo Williams, you know, after yeah. he's on his tirade this summer, you know. <laughs> D'Angelo actually played pretty well um, – well, he was playing well for them in the in the play for that. Show. I think during the because Le'Veon left at towards the end of the season. I think D'Angelo took over. He had some good games though. So I mean, I think that's they had some confidence in keeping him. But uh, yeah, we'll see what the Steelers do. Uh, even now, let's get to the Browns. Um, RG three is in town with Hugh Brown. Um, man, I don't for this for his sake i really hope and he's still 26 that's a crazy thing with rj3 like you feel like what he's done <laughs> you feel like he's like way older i'm like no nah, he's only 26 um but he he might really oh i'm sorry i said Hugh brown Hugh jackson i'm tripping <laughs> uh what am i i'm thinking Hubie brown um but not nah, but rg3 uh with this team with the lack of weapons that i think are offensively uh i think that takes some pressure off of him to be honest with you is as much as People want to jump on him. I don't think they really have the right to with the team he has. Um, I think the offense, hopefully, my biggest thing with him, looking at the, stat, the stats, was uh, getting him in a quicker offense where he makes quick decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not good when he has to go through his progressions and actually dissect what the defense is adjusting to. So it's like I think for, for, for Hugh Jackson to put him in a up-tempo offense like we saw at Baylor – which is that suits him. I think it's he forced himself to try to be a pocket guy, and when you do that, you got to be yourself, man. Especially in the NFL, if you want to actually make an impact, just be yourself. You can't don't try to do anything outside of outside of who you are. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the hire of Hugh Jackson was great. He's a quarterback guru. You know, he brought out the best in Carson Palmer in Oakland and, uh-huh. and Jason Campbell, and he always you know catered his you know catered his system to the play to player strengths. Unlike when he had in Washington, where he had. You know, they wanted him to be a read option quarterback. He wanted to be a pocket passer mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers, and they really couldn't, you know, reach you know a mutual standing on where how they're going to be how he's going to be used. But now with Hugh Jackson, he's going you know for one he hasn't even announced the, who the starting quarterback is going to be. True. For all we know, it could be Josh McCown. So <laughs> you, know, you know, so uh, it's good to see that you know RG three doesn't have that sense of entitlement now like he did in Washington where he thought he was the star. And he's gonna have to earn it, which should definitely humble him. And yeah. you know, it's just it's, it should be a, you know, it's a definitely you know less pressure on him. There's really no pressure on him. All playing with Cleveland, you know, exactly. he just gotta 
just realized, you know, if he don't step it up this year, you know, he could be having Deshaun Watson over here taking his spot this year. <laughs> so, you know, if he don't have pressure. You he know. got Josh Gordon coming back too. So what do you, you guys think that – well, he's – and Josh Gordon's still suspended for the first four games, if yeah. I'm not – They got um, – yeah. yeah. Corey Coleman, he's an athlete, yeah. and uh, Ricardo yeah. Lewis. Well, you know, they're athletes, but I'm not too sure how they are as receivers. Receivers, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, I think they have the most upside of any offense in that division because – just because of, you know, Josh Gordon coming back. And I really – I wasn't sold on Coco Coleman as, you know, as a first-round pick. But, you know, he's a he's a guy that now that he has to slide down to maybe the slot or the number two spot, he he's an explosive player. And yeah. then you got Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's very explosive. He can stretch the field. And that's kind of been yeah. RG3 when he was in the pocket in Washington. That was his, you know, kind of thing he kind of thrived on was throwing the ball down the field, at, you know, with Pierre Garcon and yeah. – uh, I can't remember who else they had. But – they yeah. that that kind of fits what RG three does well as a pocket passer. He's kind of a guy that takes those shots. So yeah. having those two guys kind of, I yeah. don't know what what they're gonna get out of the running game. I got Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Isaiah Crowell. I, I like right there. He's 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 probably not even gonna be the main guy. Like I think Duke Johnson is more. Is that, is that your UGA heart talking? Cause he, <laughs> no, it's just it's just <laughs> because he's. he's I know not. y'all y'all don't like Isaiah, but I love Isaiah because he, he y'all were so high on him and he came in and just dipped and out he on. He was so high got, on ki- drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, oh man, yeah. Isaiah got talent though. He had some great games last year, I think. But like you said, Duke is probably gonna be the starter more than likely. Yeah, because yeah. he can do more. And, yeah, you know, I feel like. Hugh yeah. Jackson will see that RG RG three wants to be a pocket passer. Well, he has to prove that. <laughs> I mean, you can't say I want to be Aaron Rodgers and then have a passing percentage of Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's another shot at Tebow. Where he was when he was <laughs> at his best, teams had to account for his running ability, which yeah. he does better than probably anybody in the NFL. If you want to know the truth, because Cam Newton's a different style runner. Yes, I mean people probably say, well, Cam Newton's better. No, I think RG three has more. Game breaking ability as a as a scrambler and as a runner because he's he's his his speed is in a whole other level than once he gets gone. Yeah, I think he's like scared to run too now. I think those injuries just people don't understand the mental toll it takes on you because it it makes you frightened to even step out of the pocket. So it's like like you're saying. I think that made him want to become more of a pocket guy was the fact that the injuries kept piling on. He's like, I don't even got to take the risk of. A stepping out here because he's a strong guy, but he's still not big, big. big. Yeah. yeah, it's like a difference. Like Cam can step out and just take you know take you on. It doesn't really matter to him, but but for for RG three, he had to be a little bit more careful. So I think, like you said, Duke can he can run and he can catch. So I think they can use that as well and to help free him up, like just a couple of dump off passes or something like that, just to uh, get RG three a little bit more comfortable, give him some more weapons. But I agree with y'all; they have a lot more weapons um, on this team. Other than um, that, they're pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, just, we can we'll see what Markevious Mingo does. Uh, Markevious? He's on his way out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> and then next, let's talk about the Bengals, man, um, and how they how they ended last year was I still can't get out of yeah, – my, I still can't get out of my mind. I don't understand uh, the lack of discipline <laughs> they have because at times we embrace it and then at times we jump on them about it yeah, because – <clears throat> you got the longest yard in real life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, they are. They, it's just gridiron game. <laughs> God, is that like NFL blitz, man? I don't know, y'all remember that game? Like, oh yeah, I remember that. That, was, know, that was a wild game. That was, that wild. was a wild. You could break game. next, dog. You Honestly, know, Rashad, you play that game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, NFL yeah. blitz. Man. Let me tell you something about Cincinnati. Just the whole team. Oh boy, they stupid. 
And <laughs> the coach, the coach is horrible. I mean, the coach is not horrible. He's like mediocre, but Cincinnati, like uh, I think David brought it up earlier. Like mm. they just accept it. They're just like, okay, first round exit, thirteen years in a row. Like I've never heard of that. Like, and, Twenty-two. I, I, <laughs> I think the the funniest part about it is like Marvin Lewis is black and he still has his job. Like, yeah, they're gonna a, use that against every other. African American coach. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're gonna be. Look, look gonna what be, we did. Uh, look at Marvin Lewis. <laughs> exactly. He's still in the league. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. After losing all the time in the playoffs, you know, <laughs> everything is going on. I mean, honestly, Marvin Lewis. I mean, a Bengal is a species of cat. Cats have nine lives. <laughs> break it down. Break it down. Marvin Lewis. Yes. Is lucky that Preach. he still is the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals up to this day. Yes. Because if this was Dallas. If this was probably Green Bay, oh, no. if this no was way. if this what shot at you once again, yes, if I this did. was any place else that sort of like has you know sort of that pedigree or history, of, if this was New York, if oh, this no, was no, one no, of the no, New no York way, teams, no way, yeah. he'd be gone yeah. out before you can say down, set, hut, hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvin Lewis is Mark, is essentially Mark Rick in Georgia for <laughs> 15 years because you know they're not. Honestly, coming into the year, you don't expect them to win a championship. They have the most talent. I've probably they, they probably have the most overall talented roster in in yeah. the NFL. If you look from one they to really fifty three, yeah. they really do. They they have a, a top five receiver. Andy Dalton's not bad, but he's he's not he's not their guy that's going to win this. Giovanni game. Bernard, I like him, and I like uh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill, man. Uh, their tight end Eifer is yes. is turning into <laughs> probably one of the best tight ends in the NFL right now. Their offensive line has always been solid. Yeah, then you got Geno Atkins on defense. Perfect. I mean, it, the names are just endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet, every year when you come into the season, like you're like they're gonna make the playoffs, but yeah. that's a certain. Yeah, who, who yeah. are they gonna lose to this time? Yeah. And Marvin Lewis still has his job. He's you, Mark Rick. Do you feel like Andy Dalton gets more blame? Should get more blame recently than than um? Well, he didn't get to play last year because he got hurt in the playoffs last year because he got hurt. But do you think he gets more blame than the coach? Uh, I mean, he got anyway, a, you think he should? He got like a hundred mm. plus million dollar contract, and exactly, he doesn't look like a hundred million dollar player. <laughs> like he looks good in the regular season, but I think we focus too much. Yeah, exactly. Because, but then we got to give him some type of blame because I think he gets away with a, a little yeah. bit of yeah. a pass because we focus on Marvin I mean, so much. Uh, he's on some Chad Pennington type stuff, and yes. he don't. Yes. He's on some That's Chad Pennington. Stuff. I give him probably about fifty percent of the blame just because he's the quarterback and he's Thank the you. he's the Thank weakest you. link really because you got all these talents around you, and you still can't get it done. Like at, at least Matt Ryan in Atlanta has you know he has a little bit more of an excuse because don't bring up Matt Ryan. He doesn't he like he's constantly missing one piece of his team. Yeah, like he either has a really good true, offense true, or he has true. no defense, and he has a really good defense or he just doesn't have a running game or nobody wants to protect him. So I mean I definitely give Andy Dalton more blame than him because you know they have so much talent yeah, and, yeah. and it's just not happening. And, most of their losses, he's had some of his worst games in oh, their boy, playoff yeah. losses. Oh, I mean, yeah, I want, yeah. I'm not sure about this, but I think he threw maybe three interceptions in one of those playoff games maybe a, a year or yes. two ago. But yes. I can't remember. But it's, no, definitely, awful. it's definitely more on him than it is any other quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, and there's no pressure on him because he got A.J. McCarron backing him up. <laughs> 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 so it's not like he got like a proven vet. That that's another problem, yeah. I that's kind of like Eli, right? Yeah. Where you don't have any pressure behind you, so you just can kind of get away with anything Whatever. you want. Yeah. Eli much. never had a back. I swear I don't know Eli's backup for like this long. I don't know who backs him up. <laughs> but like his whole career, I don't get it because I don't even. It's like they just Ryan have Nassib. him. <laughs> they drafted him. In they, the second Eli they drafted him. Okay. I don't ever know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, now we can. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now lastly, just the Ravens, which we were saying similar with the 
with Steelers, they rebuilding their defense. Um, Flacco, you know, whatever you want to call him, it's for him this season is he's got to actually like take over and be the guy. That's my that's the way I look at it because it's everybody's been everybody's gone. I mean, you have Steve Smith coming back, and he was pretty much the leader of that team last year for for the time he was on the field until he got hurt. He'll be back this year, but they just don't have enough weapons, I think, all around. It's just too many, like, question I mean, marks uh, with them. I mean, with the Ravens, it was just, you know, it was injuries. You know, you lose Flacco. You know, they're 4-12, and 12, but it's not a 4-12 and 12 roster. Mm. Was, you know, Flacco got hurt. Steve Smith got hurt. Suggs. And then Suggs, you know, yep. that's huge. And, you know, being healthy, you know, that's – because Bengals wouldn't make it that far. The Ravens were healthy. And, uh, yeah. And uh. it's just uh, – it's crazy, you know, looking back, you know, because, like, when you have Suggs and Elmer's Duberville coming off the edge and Whew. Joe Flacco healthy, they're going to win at least 10 games. And it's just, yeah, know, the just a testament of their, of their system, you know, just how they can consistently go in and out. And, you know, this year with them picking out Eric Weddle, probably the top safety out of free agency, you know, they should, they really should make some noise this year. They should, you know, so I expect them to make the playoffs and, you know, there's really no excuse on why they shouldn't because, you know, they got they got the pieces. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I was talking to Jeremy before this morning. Like, they're the most together, you know, out of that just division of mess, hot mess. So, I'm picking Baltimore to win it. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we have to do Jump our – Jump in the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Rashawn definitely kind of woke me up a little bit to the Ravens. I didn't think about how many injuries they had last year and mm-hmm. – they have some young players that if they really just stay healthy and accept their roles, they could really be the team that kind of breaks out of nowhere because they – only reason they had that bad of a year last year was due to their injuries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you got Joe Flacco back. You got Justin Forsett trying to come back. And you got Suggs coming back. Anytime you got – Steve Smith. Steve Smith's coming back. Anytime you got that kind of toughness in the NFL and those guys that – they got that – they. In that division, that division is known for its physicality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still the only team that really, like, currently is the only team that I would still, like, fear. Mm-hmm. Anybody should fear is that because they have Terrell Suggs. And also, I think, you know, I don't think Flacco is going to have as much pressure as he's had in the last couple of years. So, I think they're gonna they're not going to worry about, well, we don't have this and this out on the outside because they've got Justin Forsett. And I really think Kenneth Dixon, by the end of the year, he's going to be – one of those guys, when we look at the top ten running backs, we're going to be like, Kenneth Dixon is knocking on that door because I yeah, really think yeah. – I don't know how he went in the fourth round. <laughs> he – he Another – yeah. To I me, mean, he, he should have been a late first round Yeah, pick. he slipped. He and, definitely did. He had uh, Benjamin Watson too. Yeah, yeah, and they picked up Ben Watson. On top of having um, – what's the Peter. title's name? Yeah, Peter. Yeah, Peter. Peter, yeah. So, they've, they've got some players, and, and if they just put it together, they, they could be a dangerous team. Yeah, they, I mean, they at least have a coach who's going to – Make everybody accountable, unlike what's what we were just talking about. I, if you put Harbaugh in Cincinnati, he, I think he would get them past the first round. But I think they have a great coach, which keeps them competitive, and he's tough. You know, just like his brother, They're, they bring that toughness. So, for sure. So everybody's last prediction. You said, you said, wait, go ahead, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Who said Baltimore? I think I went Baltimore. You went Baltimore. I'm, I'm gonna stay with Pitt. I'm gonna stay with the Steelers, man. I'm going with Baltimore too. Wow. So we got all Baltimore in this one. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Okay. Even though okay. I do think the Ravens do have a shot to possibly start the season three <laughs> <laughs> up. Right, so Buffalo, then, Cleveland, Jacksonville. Let's move on to the NFC East, the probably most talked about division in mm. NFL by <clears> far. <throat> uh, this year coming, I th- it feels like once again 
they always get it. Dallas Cowboys get tabbed as the the team to win the whole division. Um, I'm starting me this year. I'm really leaning towards the Giants. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, yeah, and 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 I think. I think I, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Giants. I think this year uh, have a lot of talent offensively, and I think uh, with the new defensively, yeah, and exactly. And defensively, I think they come back uh, with a little bit more uh, uh, motivation. As last year, they didn't look themselves with um, uh, the last year of. Oh, I'm sorry, the coach. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, it's uh, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but, but last year the Coughlin. I think everybody kind of just wanted a new voice, um, and, and that's okay because he was – that's a tough coach to, to play for. But all the coach, all the players who played for him said they did respect him, uh, and he did – he did somebody – he's like somebody you want to really play for, like Tomlin. Uh, so in that regard, yeah, I think they're going to be coming back a lot better with Odell, um, with Eli, and even, even the running back situation, I think they've gotten better on. The offensive line was one of their biggest problems last year, and they added some good pieces. Um, but – Let's. I guess we go team by team. We just want to go overall. Yeah, want to do team by team. All right. It's a. It's a shame as far as the Giants are concerned. Yeah. It's. It's kind of a shame that there have been so many injuries to Victor Cruz. Because mm -hmm. honestly and truthfully, if Victor Cruz didn't have you know all those injuries, I think the Giants probably would have. You know, they probably would have walked away with the division the last few years. I mean, Eli mm -hmm. Manning. You know, like you said, Eli Manning. You know, Odell. You know, everything they got going on. Like it's. Like I said, I mean, it's really. It's really a shame what's happened in, but I really do think like you know the Giants have a you know they really have a really good shot this year. Yeah, yeah, just with the Giants, you know, they brought back Steve Spagnuolo last year, and that's huge. You know, won them a Super Bowl back in '07, and you know now they kept Ben McAdoo, which is which is huge because I recall like seeing Kevin Gilbride on his last days on the Eli. Eli played awful, but you know now he has a good offensive coordinator. Now that's his head coach. So that's continuity with the offense, which helped Eli a lot. And, you know, having Victor Cruz is a bonus. You know, they drafted Sterling Sharp this year. So if Cruz – you know, they're practically the same player. So, you know, if that was, yeah, if, Cruz, if Cruz goes down, you know, life goes on. And, yeah. And, yeah, I'm just amazed that – that they actually spent money in free agency because they're usually not that type of <laughs> they are tight. That's they're usually not that type of team to do that. They like yeah. to go through the draft. So I was just like, you know, Jerry Reese is desperate. You know, they spent two hundred million dollars in there because I know big part. You know, the Giants are known for their defense. So you know, they went out there and got like Damian Harrison and Oliver Vernon from Miami, and I was just amazed because you know I was you know I always thought for sure you know they would. You know, draft a couple guys from Bama and LSU and just call it a day. But mm -hmm. you know, this is you know this is their year. You know, this the end year to to win it because you know compared to the other teams, they're more on paper right now. They look like a way better team than any of the other teams in the NFCs. Eric, I think it's funny that you chose these two divisions today because both of them have a lot of common and that they're both just hot messes. And uh, the Giants are going to be, you know. They're going to – I feel like they're going to win. I'm jumping the gun again. They're, they're going to win because it's another result of every other team is just so – they got too much going <laughs> on, man. Yep. You got Dallas is a reality show year in and year out. Uh, Washington is a joke. Um, Washington's not uh, – Washington's a joke. No, they're not – Washington's a joke. They went. To, they went they, to playoffs they, last they year. They did. They did last year. On like a but, eight but, and wait, wait, Kirk <laughs> Cousins. 
with yeah. Kirk Cousins. They're still a joke. I'm not uh, taking that, that division was a, no, sure. That division was a joke last year. Not, how, how's, how's Washington a joke? That division because, was a joke because, last year. Exactly. They it was like they barely. It was like a, a tie, a three way tie until the end. The, until the, somebody yeah. Kirk Cousins things. It was kind of almost like a, a Tim Tebow year. Hey. It was like it was like a Tim Tebow eleven wins. Uh, Come on now. Hey, what, All right. Four thousand four thousand plus passing yards. And then, and then what what he doing the playoffs? Got stomped by my Packers. But what are you doing in the playoffs? <laughs> he did okay. It was a joke. Yeah, they they, 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 they look like name, they, they, they look like they didn't deserve to be there. That's what Washington was. Think about Washington now under Jay Gruden. You know, usually during the offseason it's a storyline about, you know, RG three or who's gonna be the new coach. But for the first time under Scott McCullen, who they brought from San Francisco, Seattle, it's continuity. It's positivity. Like, name a headline about the Redskins this summer that Josh know, Norman, Odell Beckham going back and forth. There's a I'm saying name. I'm like name that's a one. Drama. I, I saw a name one as far as their organization because that's the biggest joke about them. They're Josh Norman. Yeah, Dan Snyder. Well, I mean, I'm well, well, yeah. People feel like they vastly overpaid Norman, but they they, they like pay that. everybody. Big. I'm yeah. like but, but I'm, I'm just saying Nor- Norman brings a lot of drama to the team. Norman's Julio. Julio, remember those Julio weeks? <laughs> he remember, and, 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 and Julio burned them. And then remember the whole Odell, like, he just brings a lot of drama because he speaks too much. He talks too much, man. Talks Norman, too much. Norman bring, yeah. Man, he's a quarterback. But Norman brings a lot of drama and a lot of attention to your team that you don't need. So he was able to get away with that last year because you're, you because are surrounded by – Yeah, like he, 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 he had, he had Luke and all those yeah. guys. He's like the best defense in the league. Now he's on Washington. I want to see if he talks. He might not talk as much this year because he knows, all right, I'm not probably he, – But he's already talking. He, got, yeah. oh, he was okay. already talking, though. Against his rivals, he was definitely talking. But he came through in those matchups. Like he no, got, he did. Julio yeah. burned him. No, Julio got Julio. Uh, Julio, got Julio, Julio embarrassed got him. Julio, 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 Julio made the catch of the year, bro. He made oh. him look like a little. Kid, <laughs> I remember bro. that. Hey, he Julio's, jumped over. Here, he, yeah, he jumped over his back. Julio said, "Who?" That's one game. <laughs> he said, "What about the game?" <laughs> Carolina? Got a what, about, what about the game? <laughs> the, 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 the game Carolina? They only played two games, bro. I said, "What about the game, uh, Carolina?" Which okay, okay, all right, all right. Who, who? He held Julio to respect. But that was the offensive line problem too. I mean, Matt Ryan could barely throw the ball that game. I'm just saying, that's one on one. It's come out, you know, getting separated. First of all, Norman one on one embarrassed him. Norman's not a one-on-one. No, he's a, he's a zone corner. He's a zone, yeah, corner. That's all I'm gonna say. So I don't think I don't know what they have him in Washington, but he could talk a lot because it's it's easier being a zone, he, he a called, zone he corner called, than any other. He's he, not like a Revis. He's not on the island. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> this year, let's see if he's on the island. I want to see where he really does because last year you're surrounded by like some of the best. You know, they, exactly. that defense was just stout, man. Go ahead, go ahead. He, he called that man overrated, and he showed him why he's the best receiver in the league. You're really hurt. Yeah, well, he should have got kicked out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even on? Wait, we were, the what are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about Washington. Oh, we're talking oh, about Washington. Yeah. So, like I was saying, I was talking about the entire division and why uh, the Giants were were gonna win because like the whole rest of the division is a joke. So Washington's a joke. Philly is ooh. Lord of mercy. Y'all pray for Philly because oh my, mm. yeah, Philly, they, they Philly. got they, they got Sam Bradford as their quarterback. We think, and that's that's well, they joke. got Chip. Look, my biggest thing is just Chip. Was gone now. Obviously, yeah. and and, yeah. and I think that offense he was trying to run was never going to work because he thought he was going to be some type of genius. Not in the NFL. And not in the NFL. Yeah. That, that's not going to work, which that's I still college understand. college offense, not in the NFL. Thank you. And I don't understand how you get a – first of all, just real quick, I don't understand how you get a job the next week after that. I still don't understand how he went uh, from losing yeah, record. Privilege. And it, privilege. Yo, <laughs> say it again. Say it hey, unless you're again, uh, dude. Uh, who that that Cincinnati coach you just talking about? Uh, Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So what Eagles? So Eagles even you guys? Okay. So I mean, final. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, mm, no. Uh, anything you know, as far as the, you know the Eagles are concerned, like you said, they're just as big a reality show right now. Rashad called called Dallas a reality show. The Eagles right now they're just as big a reality show right now as as Dallas. I really don't yeah. see Eagles. I mean, I like the uh, the Doug Peterson hire. He's uh, he was an assistant on Andy Reid, so it's kind of mm. like. <laughs> Since they can't bring Andy back, you know, they got the next best thing. Next. <laughs> and, you know, he, Peterson did a good job in Kansas City with Alex Smith and Jamal Charles and, you know, all those running backs they had because, you know, they, they ran a lot of running backs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like they're going back to the system. I think Philly didn't embrace that Chip Kelly system, and now they're going back to the ground and pound and, you know, back to the 4-3 defense, which – which is, uh, which is definitely huge. I mean, I still, you know, on paper, you know, they – you know, they got a ways to go to get back to that, you know, because, you know, they had back in the days when Brian Westbrook and yeah, Vince no. Daly. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, but, but then back then they really didn't have any great receivers either. You know, they had Pinkston and all those, <laughs> I remember all those guys. You know, T.O. Maybe maybe Jordan Matthews might do something. But, <laughs> like, but it's going to be – yeah, it's I, – I see, I still feel – I don't know. For this division, I just have a – like I said, the Giants, and then I can see the Cowboys – Getting back to that, maybe squeaking in the, the wild card. Um, if the Cowboys can, skate, can it, stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, true enough. Because obviously we know they had the best offensive line by far. Oh, yeah, that is no that is no joke at all. And um, and, and now they bring in Collins as a starter in LSU. Shout out to LSU. So I, I think that Ezekiel Elliott coming in, if he can stay under the radar, and I don't know how you can there, and just play instead of worrying about all the outside noise because they're putting a lot of pressure on him right now to be the offensive rookie of the year. And which I think is well, you come with Dallas, you got to get expectations like that. But overall, uh, Romo stay healthy by giving the ball, running the ball more like they did two years ago. We all saw that they were successful when they ran it, and um, with Demarco Murray, about three hundred times they gave him the ball that season, which was probably a little bit too much. <laughs> but <laughs> yo, yo, but anything that that helped, man, to to win, I think that's the formula for them is to win because Dez is still coming back with Dez had that foot surgery last year. Yeah. Uh, and whatnot. So you got to be got to be careful with that. Um, yeah, just my biggest concern with them is the defense. You know, they have. I don't know we haven't talked about it yet with the suspensions. Oh, they, you know, then Hardy's gone, and he was he was a good pass rusher when he was motivated. And uh, you know, now you know they're missing those guys, and now you have to rely on Sean Lee, who can't stay healthy. And, <laughs> and uh, it's just like when you look at their. You know, front seven is just really like nothing that really just stands out like how it is. You know, with uh, Demarcus Lawrence and and you know, they they, they don't get enough enough pressure on the quarterback, which was their problem last year. Like you were saying, defensive line was and they were so desperate. They started yeah. the guys that can't not get suspended. So yeah, yeah just like, <laughs> their whole pass rush is suspended right now or gone. Yeah, yeah no, Greg Hardy. Yeah, no, Randy Gregory, no. Lawrence, no, McLean. No. Right, yeah, McLean's gone too. I mean, he's out for it. Yeah, so it's I I feel like they oh, again, say it. What what are you what are, what are you doing over Stay there? Stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Stephen A, man. Um I got the uh the uh as far as the division, I think the Giants are the obvious they're the team that's so it's so obvious that I don't think they're gonna win the division because they're for one, they're paper tigers. True. I think if you look at their team on paper, they're the best team. They have the most talent. Mm. But that's not who usually wins the NFC East. It doesn't. So I'm going with the team that's the quietest, that's got the safest environment right now, which is the Washington Redskins. Wow. 
Yeah. I think okay. Matt Jones, Matt Jones is going to have a big year. And I, th- I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to have to do much of anything yeah. because he's just going to turn around and hand the ball to Matt mm-hmm. Jones. He's going to run for maybe 1,500 yards. And they're going to be okay. And they're going to defense. They, they got, their defense isn't great, but this, it's solid. Yeah. They, they sort up their secondary with Josh Norman a little bit. Uh, I don't really think he's that good. Yeah. But, you we know. know. We know we know better than that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, they got Ryan Kerrigan coming off the edge. And, you know, their offensive line, they probably have, other than the, the Cowboys, they have – the best offensive line in that in that division, and I think that's how you win championships and win division championships and get to the playoffs is by having the trenches shored up, and that's yeah. that's they probably have overall the best both sides of the ball, uh, offensive and defensive lines on that division. So yeah, that's the safest pick right now because the Giants are you know just and they have the biggest biggest X factor I think, and probably. One of the biggest X factors in the league is anybody who has Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, when he's on your team, yeah. Yeah. he can like he can give any quarterback just that chance. And he, I mean, you saw it with even when you had Vic that year. Remember Vic's? I guess it was Vic's first year Almost back. MVP. Second, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, and he had him stretching the field because you need Deshaun. No, anybody who can do that, I think, gives you a, a legitimate shot because it's like it gives you that. Those short passes gives you that, that that option there because you have the defense worrying about somebody like Deshaun, who's I don't understand how, how he's that fast. It doesn't make sense to me how he's running from one end to the next. It feels like in like two seconds he's in the end zone. Yeah, but yeah Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, yeah, yeah, Jordan Reed. So I, now I can understand people's Washington pick from the standpoint, like you said, is the low key factor that people aren't going to put so much pressure on them. Um, yeah. I'm still going with the Giants, but go ahead. Yeah, I just hate that Junior Gillette's out for a second consecutive year because I would have loved to see him and Kerrigan come out yeah. the edge. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gillette towards the Keeley's second year in a row. I, just, uh, I also don't think the Giants actually fixed their problem. They got rid of Coughlin, but I never thought Coughlin, Coughlin was, was a problem. Yeah. I always thought it was Eli. Eli is the problem in New York. Well, they changed offensive coordinators to help Eli, and it still didn't really. I mean, he really didn't take that Eli had a pretty good year. It's yeah. just the um, – that's just the defense usually. You know, he used to play by a strong defense. To true, him a true. Yeah, yeah. He has to be yeah. hidden for him to be a champion. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you know, Eli's a game manager. Yeah. 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 And Coughlin got ran out because of the pressures of the New York market. you got to keep on winning. Even though we won two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. you got to keep on yeah, winning. Yeah, I think it was like four years since they went to the playoffs too. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And they gave him plenty of chances because they thought he was such a disciplinarian and, and, and they thought, oh, eventually he'll turn it around. But – at at some point you got to move on. So yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Well, he's like seventy, so <laughs> you know, he didn't care. He was so he was so quick. He was so mad in that press conference that just had me laughing when they when they made that his announcement that he he was getting let go and he just walked off without even giving the owner a, a handshake. He just literally walked out of the press conference and I was like, <laughs> this dude is pissed, man. Like he does yeah. not want to leave. Well, he tried to get the Eagles job. Yeah, yeah. I, was <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> I ain't going out. I ain't going out without a fight. You can't make me. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's our predictions for uh, NFC East and the AFC North. Uh, we couldn't get to some other topics, but that's cool. We're going to get to them next week, man. Uh, everybody quickly, man, go around the room, say your, your, your websites, your Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. At Akeem Balaam on Twitter, at Akeem Balaam on the gram, AkeemBalaam.com. <laughs> he ain't playing no games. Go ahead. At Dinora with 90 for Twitter. Who need, who need, who need oh, at, at Jeff3006 on Twitter, uh, RashadMilligan.com, uh, RashadMilligan on Bebo. <laughs> I'm not that fast, but uh, <laughs> it's at Clark Kent, at Clark underscore Kent 75. Yeah, I like I like to get my Superman on. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Uh, e your boy five. That's my Twitter, uh, com. This is the A-League. We out! <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, watch out. Watch out. Watch out.